Hey there. Hi. How the heck are you? Welcome to the show. So this week, a topic that is not a lot of fun, not a lot of fun to talk about, and yet super important and uh, sometimes unfortunately necessary. We're talking about kind of how to let folks go. Uh, so yeah, not fun. But so it is a blog post that already exists at aboveaverleadership.com. So be sure to head over there and check it out. We kind of take, we get deeper into the conversation piece of, you know, kind of best practices of how to approach the subject, how to approach the individual and how to make it mutually beneficial for everybody. So hope you guys enjoy it. Also, when you're done checking out aboveaverleadership.com and doing all the cool stuff there, like, you know, watching videos, reading blogs, schedule me to come speak, hire me as a coach, whatever you want to do over there, you know, just some suggestions. Uh, if you are a lady or have a lady in your life, have them head over to teamhopelifters.com. That's Jess's website. It is a just an awesome community that she's building over there. So be sure to check that out. She's got all kinds of resources there, too. She's got a podcast out now, too. So check that out. And uh, yeah, lots of checking out, as always. Hope you guys have a good day. Enjoy the show. And here we go. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Lift off. We have a lift off. Discovery. Go at drop level. Back up to be in orbit. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, I had to beat you to it this time. <laughs> Frumpy damn dumper. <laughs> Well, you have you have the advantage since you click the button. I do click the button, and yet last time you got the jump on me. <laughs> Not again, Shmi. Hey, so how's it going? Good, good. How are you? I'm doing all right. I'm doing Excellent. all right. Excellent. Uh, I guess we'll record a show. Nice. I guess we'll use a blog post that I wrote as the topic. Hey. It'll be new. <laughs> I was like, what? What are they thinking? Um, Routines are good. So this week's topic, it, look, I even say it in the blog, like... It is not a topic that is fun. No. It is not a topic that people like to deal with. Uh, and yet, it's a topic that's absolutely necessary to discuss. Well, let's make it happen. Yeah. Uh, the topic. So, the title was, um, <clears throat> I used a poker reference, because you may or may not know this about me. I enjoy poker a little bit. And, uh, <laughs> what? I do? <laughs> and, uh, he pretends like he doesn't know how to play. I, I'm I'm still waiting for someone to teach me what's the one Hold'em Texas Hold'em or something like that. Arkansas Hold'em. What yeah, is it so called? So if you guys, if any <laughs> listeners know how to play that game, Texas Hold'em, I've heard about it. I'd love to learn. So like around a payday, if you want to come teach me, that'd be great. Um, at any rate, so I used a poker reference about knowing when to fold them, um, and and it, it it can come off harsh. Okay, just the yeah. idea because what we're talking about is letting people go. Yeah. Um, and even that's kind of like the subtitle is the agony of letting go, right? Yes. <clears throat> yeah. Because it is. It is a, a tough thing as a leader or in any aspect of life to let someone go. Right. But what I talk about in the blog is like the, the reason it sucks so badly for leaders, I think, or for anyone for that matter, like no matter what facet of life you're having to let, let someone go right. is because... You know, no matter what that relationship is, and in the blog I talk about that leader-subordinate relationship, is that as a leader, you've invested time. Yes. You've invested energy, and as a good leader, um, you have a vested interest in everyone's success. Right. And you've spent time developing the relationship because caring about who the person is and what their life is outside their work 
is is all about it it makes it complicated when it's maybe time to let someone go right and so then you get that feeling of you know the leader or or whatever fast we'll just i'm gonna run with leader on this one though this time um but you know insert relationship here right but as the person doing the letting go as a leader it's like you you have this feeling that you failed mm-hmm. and it's not a i talk about it in the blog a little bit it's not a I failed ego, like I'm better than this kind of thing right. that you feel. It's a I failed the person. Right. You know. I you, think I think good leaders feel that way. Right, and, and that's people who that's are who we want to listen. Right. People who are genuinely invested, I think, take that burden on. People who are not go the ego route. Right. And it can get kind of ugly that way. Well, you know, the ego routes. It, you're only going to do a, a brief stop off at I failed and you're going to go straight to they suck. Right. And, and right. that's, that's and not, there's the door. <laughs> that's not the case. Look, right. Um, and even if you are on the good leader side and you feel like you failed that person, it's because, you know, everyone wants to think the, the ego involvement being everyone wants to think that, you know, I can figure it out as right. a leader. I can figure out how to motivate this person. I right. can figure out how to, how to push them to succeed in this particular mm-hmm. role that they're in. Like, you know, right. whatever's holding them back, I can fix it. Right. And we talk about it quite a bit. And you know that it's one of my things. Like, I, you know, every single leadership role I've ever had. Yes. I am a firm believer in human potential. Mm-hmm. Like, I, you know, one of the best assignments I ever had was a drill sergeant. I talk about it pretty regularly. But mm-hmm. it, I got to see almost every day someone push through some barrier, whether it was personal or physical or emotional, mental, whatever it was. Right. And... And so I know the capability, the potential of a human being to excel. And it's a very rewarding thing to be the one to, you know, push the go button on that motivation. Right. And and be walking through that journey with them and encouraging them along the way. And I can tell you it sucks when you've got that one, though. Yeah. It's like, no. Right. I'm not going to do it. Right. <laughs> and I think, you know, the, the first... The knee jerk for me in any leadership role has always been, okay, hang, it is. It's what can I do? Right. Like, how can I fix this? How can I make it so you can do it? So right. you want to do right. it. Right. So, Let me give you a new perspective so you can attack it differently. And sometimes it works. I mean, I would say the vast majority of the time, <clears throat> if you're a leader and you try and look at the situation asymmetrically and figure out, okay, it's not working with the way I'm saying it now. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, the why isn't quite big enough for them yet. Right. And if you can do some conversating, figure out a bigger why, a more, you know, solidified launch point for them to go, mm-hmm. uh, the vast majority of the time that works. Right. A lot of times people will decide to come along with you. I know. In the military, that might mean that they go, okay, fine, I'll do the stupid gas chamber, you know, or, right. or I'll go down the rappel tower, whatever it is. Right. Whatever and, the fear is. And I'll do my four years it. and I'll get the hell out of here. Right. Or it could mean, you know, they, they do what I did and have a career. Right, and right. They, love they every get second to the of end it. of their first contract and go, "Oh, I'm not ready to leave yet." Right, and that's one of the things you know. Even in that environment, and in any environment where you're a leader, like use if we'll talk about the letting go part here in a second, but I don't want to miss this point. Mm-hmm. Use your experience as a motivator, right? Right. So, like, whatever role you're in, and I'll, I'll use the drill sergeant example again, or hell, even when I was a, a platoon sergeant, a squad leader, you name it, mm-hmm. like. When I had those folks around me that I was leading that said, I don't want to, you know, it's that 
I don't want to is a tough one to overcome. Right. Because that's that's a personal thing. There's a lot that goes into don't want to. And it's usually yeah. not I'm lazy. No. No. There's there's usually some baggage there. And, you know, I'll, I'll use an easy example, some low-hanging fruit. When I was a drill sergeant, in the first three days, you're going to get a lot of I don't want to. Right. Because the first three days suck. Yeah. You it's, know? It's difficult. There And you're totally out of your element. You don't know what the hell is going on. Right. You have no idea what's coming next. You don't know any of the people around you. You've only heard the horror stories of what happens. Right. And, (laughs) and, you know, the military as a whole is is pretty good about keeping a little mystique about what happens, even though we're pretty transparent. Yeah. And so even though you've been assured by your recruiters and the chain of command that brought you in here and even the folks at reception, you're not going to die. You get with me, and we're alone now, killer. Right. Like, you, you're you in the back of your head like, damn it, he might kill me. Right. I'm going to be the first. And so there's all these different things going on. You don't know what's going on. Right. And so everyone that wants to really quit is going to try in that first 72 hours. Mm-hmm. And I would always use my experience as a, a launch point for their why. And if nothing else, like, man, by the time I was a drill sergeant, I had deployed twice. I had taught MLOC, like I'd done some things, yes. I had some some army behind me. Yes. To be you had able to a go, lot of experiences. <laughs> to go, look, dude, like this is great. Right. Like I'm telling you from someone who's done the sucky part. I've I've <laughs> gone pew pew. I've killed bad guys. I've been shot. Like, this is great. Right. I love this thing. Right. And you will too. Right. Change your perspective and and embrace it. Um and so that's, you know, best case scenario. And I would say vast majority of the time, that works. Yeah. They get a little inspiration, a little motivation, and then they, they run with it. And yeah. they can attach what you've said to them to their life and find their why and drive on. And right. that's, you their, know. Their I don't want to becomes. Right. <laughs> like, I, I found, know I can. I found what I do want to do. And we talk about the why all the time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and the why, whatever your why is in life, is really like what's going to drive you to continue to excel in whatever it is you're doing. Right. In all areas of your life. And just because you hit, I don't want to, it doesn't mean your why is not big enough. That might really mean you don't want to. <laughs> and so <laughs> as a leader, it's very difficult, especially if like for the military for me was when someone's saying something that I love, and they right. don't want to. I'm wanna. like, why the hell would you not want to do this, man? <laughs> right. This is fantastic. <laughs> you know how scary we are. Like, we we look good. Like, come on, man. You right. want to be a part of the boys' club, the, right. the big scary <laughs> guys, you know. But sometimes they don't want to. And what, whatever job or role or position they're filling, maybe they just don't want to. Right. And so, as a leader, you're immediately put off by that because they're in some way your brain, you know conflates that into they think your thing sucks that's not true right that's not true right right i can tell you at any point during my military career if someone again like travis tomorrow you can walk out the door and become a successful investment banker like you can pound sand dude right i love this thing. yes yes because it was my thing right because because it fulfilled you right it met all the needs that that you had to you know really live your best life and and enjoy the gifts that you were naturally given and develop gifts that you wanted to have. And so that kind of, I don't want to is not the typical, this is hard. This sucks. I'm questioning things. Right. This is the, I truly don't possess the will 
to do this. Right. There is no part of my heart or mind that is in this. And that is the part that, as a leader, is very important to figure out which it is. Right. Because a lot of times, like what we were talking about at the intro, is like... You feel like you failed because you want to empower them to succeed and you give them all the tools and all the things they need to be successful. And then when they don't succeed, you think you suck because maybe I didn't teach them right. Maybe I didn't show them the correct thing. Right. Maybe you did and they just don't want to do it. Right. Like It's not their calling. Right. It's not their passion. It's not something they can develop. There is something else out there for them. And if you can identify that as a leader, and this is the the part I really want to spend the bulk of our time talking about, then you'll be in a better position to have that conversation Mm -hmm. because here's the deal. When someone doesn't have the will to do a thing, but they still continue to come and try and do it every day and they suck and they know they suck because (laughs) they don't care about it enough. They just hate it. And you know, they suck and everyone around them is like this dude or gal or whoever, this person sucks. Right. And everyone is looking to include the individual going, what the hell's going on here? Right. Why is this still happening? Why is this happening? <laughs> if you can identify that, then you need to go and be like, let's have a conversation. Right. And you don't even need to address, hey, you suck. Right, right. It, it, Everyone's tracking. Just right. Getting to that point, though, there is a lot of baggage to unpack. Sure. Because you do have to go through all of just of what we had just talked about. I mean, you have to go through. Is it, is it just a lack of, you know, desire, a lack of confidence, you know, all these all these different points to get to the meat of right. This is just not your destiny. And this, you know, <laughs> I'm not saying this is like their fifth day on the job and you're like this person just sucks nope right. nope that's still on you <laughs> right. Johnny Leader Pants that's still on you to empower them to train them to coach them to mentor them right. to make sure they've got the tools they need to succeed I'm talking like months down the road right. you know depending on your your level of intensity could be weeks mm-hmm. you know um, where they're, they're you know they know it right and they know they know it and everyone just knows that they're just not gonna do it right <laughs> and right. look it's so easy to be like, oh, you dirtbag, right? Like, right. you know, but the reality is like, flip flip it around on yourself real quick. Mm-hmm. What if you were stuck right. doing something that didn't line up with you right. every day? Right. And there was nothing about it that you looked forward to, nothing about right. it you enjoyed, and you also saw no way out. And you, you knew that you weren't good at it. Right. And you knew everyone knew that you weren't good at it. Right. And so you don't even have like a peer group you can lean on because they you're on the outs. Right. Cuz they're your your team is frustrated because they're picking up your slack. They're trying to re-explain, sure. trying to show you the way. And, and you're going, you, "Yeah, I know. Just I just don't care." Brick wall. Right. I just don't care. <laughs> right. And look, you can be aggro and mad about that as a leader all you want, but the reality is like you can't fix that. No. You're not going to no. trump, I don't want to do it. Right. Like, truly to my bones, right. I don't want to do it. Right. It, and and even if it's just a, a matter of being stubborn and they just have their heels dug in because they're not going to do it because they don't want to do it, or if it's genuinely a, this is this is not for me. Right. And, you know, for anyone listening who's sitting there screaming at their radio or, you know, their 
their AirPods or whatever going, Travis, find a way to motivate them. Look, killer, pump your brakes, okay? Right. I motivated people to run at bullets. I understand right. how to motivate people. Right. That's No one wakes up with the will to go, let's go get shot at. <laughs> right. right. That's not a normal human no. function. And no. I can make people do that. But I can also tell you that in the civilian workforce, I encounter people who just weren't going to do it. Yeah. Yep. And you have to be real as a leader and go, okay, so what are we doing here? Right. And and here's the part that's so cool about where this runs, like where this goes and what mm-hmm. it turns into is that you get to lead them to their destiny in some right. regard. Right. You know, like you get to you get to lead them to life. Right. To something that that maybe does bring them joy and, you know, fills their cup so that they find this passion and they're able to start filling other people's cups too. And that's, you know, we, we talked a little bit before, and the blog doesn't really touch on it as much as I'd like to. I really want to get into that conversation mm-hmm. and how that looks, because it's too easy to sit there and go down the list of, like, shortcomings right. as a leader to tell them, you know, do your little fill-in-the-blank form. Okay, we're going to talk today about... Burp, burp, burp. All right, Chip, relax. Right. We know... <laughs> right. right, you go through the list of things they failed at, and... And, and they're, they're going, no kidding. Right, they, they know. I know. So look, once once you've gotten to this point with a person, don't just, you know, pragmatically hit them with like, hey, so we both know why we're here, right? Right. And then... Right, you don't have to demoralize someone. Instead of pointing out how they are falling short, Mm -hmm. ask them, like, and this is how I've always, always done this. In any situation, military, civilian side, you name it, I've always gone like... I always start with a very simple question, and I use the same question with my clients. If you could do anything on the planet for the rest of your life, what would it be? Mm -hmm. Anything. Sky's the limit. There are no boundaries. Right. What is it? Right. There's no no responsibility comes into play. Money isn't in play. Location isn't in play. What is the thing that, without hesitation, you would just say, I'm going to do this? And I know... When I ask that question, if that person tells me, I want to be a professional skydiver and jump out of planes every Tuesday, right. I don't have the tools at my disposal. I actually do. That's not true. <laughs> if that was the thing, I could call like three people and make it happen. But I, I don't always have the tools to get right. them whatever it is they want. I don't know the person who can make the, that happen immediately. But what I can do is glean from that something that would be a good start point, better fit. Right. And as a leader, that's all you need to do right now is right. figure out where their passions are, what, where their skill and will will finally line up. Yes. And then start snowballing some suggestions here right. <clears throat> or spitballing some suggestions. Because look, everyone at the table now understands like this, this working relationship we're in is coming to an end. Right. <laughs> right. But just because you won't be their leader in two weeks or two months. Right. Doesn't mean you don't have to lead them right now. Right. It also doesn't mean that you won't leave a legacy in the way that you're leading right now. And, you know, I, I'm fortunate enough to have had these conversations with people. Yes. And, you know, decade ago or whatever. Right. And, and now get the benefit of them saying, you're the reason... Right. I'm doing X, Y, and Z. Right. And look, do I think that's 100% true? No, I'm not the reason. But I definitely had a little influence in getting them there. And it, a lot of times, started with a conversation with, what do you want to right. do? Like, it's clearly not this. And that's cool. And I'm that's not, fine. I'm not right. pissed that you don't love this. Right. 
Right. <laughs> you can't right. be mad because that someone else doesn't love the thing you right. love. But I, that happens so often, I think, where you get to that letting go situation and the person sits down and is talking to you. You know, the leader is saying, you're not great at this and you're not right. great at that. And the other person just feels so bad and they feel like they're so wrong and it must be something inside them that's messed up that they can't succeed. Either that or it's the complete opposite end where you're sitting there, you know, pouring your heart out about how important this organization is to you and they're going, I don't care. Right. (laughs) I don't care about, you know, your bottom line. I don't care about this, that, or the other thing. Like, and, and the thing is, look, if you're a leader, you've been there. Yeah. You've been in an organization, maybe it's the same one you're in now, in a different position mm-hmm. where the end-all, be-all bottom line that they were chasing was something that you could truly care less about. Right. But in that situation, were you able to find the thing that you loved right. to get through it? Right. <laughs> so, and you know, like we, we've talked about before, is that if, if it's, you, you suck at this, mm-hmm. okay, what don't you suck at? And... <laughs> You know, maybe it's not like hooking them up with someone who you know who can skydive. Maybe it's, okay, you're not great in this department. Right. Like, maybe you're not a great nail flipper, but <laughs> you'd be awesome at, you know, paperclip counter or whatever. Right, whatever the uh, And they're like, else holy is. hell, there's paperclip counter. I didn't realize. Right, I love counting. <laughs> yeah, we can get you over there counting paperclips now. Right, right. And, I think too often the the answer for leaders is, okay, you suck at this thing that you're here for, so we're going to let you go. Right. So now you're gone. You're totally gone. Company says, see you, bye. Right. That's not the right answer. No. No, not from a good leader. A a good leader wants wants the person to succeed. They want to find something. And if there is something, even if it's to just try something different, that's that's a better option. Then just boot you out the door. You know, and you talked about the word legacy. And, you know, even in the corporate world when I was there, there I had, you know, people working with me who just sucked at mm-hmm. the job that I hired them to do. Just right. just terrible. <laughs> and, you know, it, they were, it was always shocking because, like, man, this person was super motivated. The interview, they seemed really engaged, like ready to rock and roll. Right. And they suck. And so it's like, okay, hang on a sec. And so every time, though, I would have that conversation. What do you want to do? Like, Mm -hmm. is there anything here that appeals to you? Right. And 90% of the time, like, yeah, I'd I'd actually really love to go over there instead. I'm like, well, hang on. Let me see if we can get you over there. Yeah. And that word legacy is is brought because I didn't have to wait 10 years. No. It was like a week later. They're like, Travis, thank you so much, man. It's way better over here. Hey, no problem, dude. Keep (laughs) rocking. Because take it back to what what was it that annoyed you in the first place in this whole situation is you feel like you failed them. Right. So don't. So don't fail them. Don't fail them, even (laughs) when it seems like when you know that you know they're not going to make this happen. Mm -hmm. It's just... It's simple because at the end of the day, look, they're they're never going to make this thing work. No. Because they just don't have the will. So, so anyway, so we're talking about placing them somewhere else. But the other thing is, you know, when it comes to asking that what do you want to do question, maybe it is that their their employment or the, the working relationship in this particular company or entity or whatever it is. Mm-hmm is going to have to come to an end. It's going to Because end. there's nothing there that falls in line with what they want. 
they don't even have the will to be a part of this anymore. Right. I'm going to help you out. That isn't your cue to be like, okay, screw you, get out. No. No. I, I, and it's one of the things that I have admired a most most about you as I have watched you work through you know your military career and in the corporate world world is that you really did help people find a springboard to launch into their next their next thing right and and I think the reason it's so important is one of those driving things of good leaders is you want everyone to succeed right and I want you to succeed in life even if it's not here, even if it's not with me, even if it's not doing this thing, right. I want you to succeed as a human. And so if we can identify what it is you want to do that you know you'll be successful in doing because you have a passion for it, then let's figure out a way to, to make this work. Because what's not going to be a friend to their destiny for success is to go, okay, you're fired, you have no money, good luck, stupid. Right. That's not going to help. Right. You're snatching away the possibility of them actually being able to chase whatever dream that they have. Right. And so now you've got two different things pulling you in two different directions as a leader. One, you want to make sure this person's taken care of and that they succeed in life. Two, you've got a team that is relying on that void being filled by a competent, capable, caring person who wants to see that mission (laughs) succeed. Right. And I think a lot of times what happens in that leadership position is that person goes, well, these two don't jive. This person that I'm talking about and that team mission set aren't the same thing. So separate, get rid of. That's not always the case, though. Right. That it doesn't work every time that way. There's, and in fact, there if, are options. If you can have that conversation, identify where the passions are, figure out a where and a how to go about getting there. Mm hmm. It's something we talk about a lot, but you can do a real quick back planning session with that person and figure right. out, okay, how do we get you here? How long does it take? And then you can come to an agreement. Right. And I, I happened all the time yes. with me. Yes. I got it. You hate where you're at. In the military, it happened all the time. Yep. In the corporate world, it happened all the time. You hate what you're doing. I feel you, bro. I understand sometimes it's just not your jam. Right. But we can't put you in this thing that you know you're going to love yet. Right. I don't want you to have nothing... So can we strike an accord right now (laughs) that you will murder? You will just come here and kill every day in the role that you're in. Your very best. Until we can get you where you want to be. Right. Right. Whether that's two weeks and that means, you know, creating a new resume and making job applications and, you know, going to interviews and all that kind of stuff. Or if it's just waiting it out until the other position opens and then moving to a new spot and and i'll I'll explain the the psychology behind how that works Mm -hmm. because it seems counterintuitive to think that something that they just had no will to achieve prior to now they'll do it and and people go well they're not going to do the best ability i i challenge you on that and i i could show you a hundred examples where they will and here's why because you have just taken the thing that they hated Right. And now lined it up yes. with their larger why. Right. Put it in line as a vehicle to get to where their will is. Right. Right. This is the bridge that is going to take them to what they want to do. Right. You are willing to cross the little rickety, fire-ridden, you know, dragon-breathing <laughs> bridge if you know it's getting you to your ultimate passion. And sometimes... That's all it takes. Right. 
that just that conversation because right. and there's a person that cares enough about you to say look i know this is a rickety bridge but i'm going to throw it out there i'm going to help you cross it and when you get there i'm going to celebrate with you and even look even if it's something that you love like show a little empathy Right. Because you've had to do things that you didn't love before. Right. And <laughs> Everybody has. When you say to them, yep, yeah, you know what? This sucks and you hate it. I got it. Right. But when you can line up the thing that sucks that they hate, that they're not willing to do, with their ultimate in-state goal, and bring those two things in line, you've immediately taken away that feeling of being stuck. Yes. That there is no way out. Right. That I'm just in this perpetual state of, uh. Right. And now there's there's a light that we're going towards. That right. this isn't my life forever. This isn't right. my life for the next two months, maybe. If right. that. Right. You become much more willing when you know that there's light at the end of the tunnel. Because, you know, in those situations where you're feeling like you failed as a leader because you didn't motivate or you didn't what like look, maybe like we said already, maybe they just don't wanna. Right. But if you can give them the will to succeed here to get to where they want to be. Right then that's all the motivation somebody needs. Exactly. Exactly. And take yourself out of the equation because the, the reality is this. Right. You know, we say it a lot in a, in a lot of different contexts. Um, one of the, the fundamental basis of leadership, in my opinion, is selflessness. Mm-hmm. And so check your ego altogether. Right. Quit trying to inject yourself. Right. Where you, you don't really apply. And look, if I... You joke or you laugh when I say this is one of my favorite things. Usually, like when right. I because most of what's on the list of my favorite things are almost no one else's favorite things. <laughs> like there's a very small percentage of people on the planet that would go, "Yeah, I feel you on that one. That's right. a great thing." You know? Yeah. Like if I describe an awful day in Baghdad right. to you and the kids, and you're like, "Oh my god, that sounds terrible." Right. But your story always ends. And I'm with, like, "It was awesome. It was so I much loved it. fun. It I would fun. go back tomorrow." So my favorite things don't right. jive with a lot of people. So I can't sit there and go, what do you mean you don't like being in a rickety old blown out building and pulling security <laughs> for three days and taking targets of opportunity? That's great. Right. And they're like, you're a psychopath. <laughs> right. And they back away slowly. Right. They're like, I just wanted to be a YouTube star. Like, I understand, man. I get it. But <laughs> line it up. Take yourself out of it. Not right. everyone loves what you love. But what you have to worry about here as a leader is the two things. The individual that you right. don't want to fail, the individual that you want to see succeed, and the team that needs to win. Right. And if you want someone to go, Johnny Coolpants over here is a killer leader. Right. Take care of that person right. and make sure that team wins. Absolutely. And that's all you gotta worry about. Right. And the other thing too is when you put kind of kind of that timeline on on the person that's that's struggling, whether it's, you know, you know, you're going to stay on for two weeks and work really hard while you get your stuff together to move on, or right. you're going to stay here and work really hard until this other position opens up. Whatever, whatever the case is, you're you are allowing them to move on to something better. Right. Uh, uh, Here's what's crazy: it may be stay there. Right. I mean, shoot, <laughs> how many times did I lie to you <laughs> and say after this deployment I'm getting out? Oh, gosh. Right? <laughs> right. I lied all the time. Oh, several, I didn't know several. I was lying. No. I was like, no. oh, I'm going to get out and do this private security gig, or I'm going to get out yeah. and do this, or I'm going to get out and teach history. Yeah. A career later, right? right? Because something came up. 
in the thing that I was in. Oh, we're going to put you in charge of this. Oh, we're going to let you teach this. Oh, we're going to put you in charge of this. And before you knew it, I'm retired. Yeah. Like you blink two times and the thing that you're like, I'm going to do four and get out. That was our plan when I enlisted. Yeah. I was going to do four, get out, be a history teacher. Yep. Never happened. Nope. (laughs) Because I found things that I loved in the organization I was a part of. Right. And, and it's not, it doesn't have to be that you love every single thing down to the tiniest detail about some place. Right. But if there is something there that lights your fire, go after where there's more of that, either within that organization or, or somewhere else. 100%. Dude, you know what I did? <laughs> right. I was a mortar. Yeah. Starting out. Yeah. And then I was like, hey, I like shooting... Big guns. They're like, you want to do sniper? I'm like, yep. <laughs> yeah. But that and then I, I kept going, and they're like, hey, I want to do that. There's more to things. Cool. Let's do some more of that. You want to teach the course? Of course I do. Right. But that's the other thing is, and when you got to that point, you discovered a new passion. This right. this passion of, of genuinely instructing. And, I mean, you always had that kind of in the back of your mind because, you know, I'm going to do my four and get out and teach, which never happened. Let's be honest. <laughs> but but you loved the teaching aspect I, of I things. love the teaching aspect. I love the aha moment that we talk about. Right. I'm going to be honest with everyone listening. The first time I got in front of 300 Lean people. In. The first time I got on stage in front of 300 people, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is it. <laughs> this is it. Yeah. I love being on stage. Right. I love that mass... You know, I love it in small groups, too. Right. I just love... The energy. Yes. The eyes on you. Everyone's waiting to hear what you're going to say. And it's not an ego thing. I just love that interaction. And yeah. I don't I don't lecture. I It's a, an event, man. If I'm teaching, right. it's, everyone's involved. Like, I love that. Right. Yes. You love it when it's more... When it's conversational. And there's, there's reactions. And there's, you know, comments. And... <laughs> but, you know... Anyway, we I could go on and do a whole show about that. Right. But uh, maybe we will sometime about yeah. finding your passion. I'll talk all fun. about mine. But um, the, the end state is this. Like, as a leader, when it when it is time to have that uncomfortable conversation, take your ego out of it. You've got right. two priorities here. The success of your team and this ultimate success of that individual. It, it doesn't matter if they suck. It doesn't right. matter if they hate the job. It doesn't matter if they just piss you off. Right. It doesn't matter. Right. And I think the other thing, too, is, is it doesn't have to be traumatic. It doesn't have to be for the, the traumatic for the person that's being spoken to. And it doesn't have to be traumatic for the leader, nor does it need to be traumatic for the entire team. I, I, mean, I, I think will, as I will, the team watches right. that person who is not doing well get pulled into the office. And when it's the poor leader and they walk out demoralized with their head hung and they're grabbing their stuff and leaving, I think the whole team goes, oh gosh, you know, there's some of that pucker factor. Well, they may be relieved that that person is leaving because they've not done a good job. There's also that little voice in the back of your head like, don't become the next victim right. of this leader who is out to chop people down. And and I think, you know, I'm, we'll touch on that too real quick because that, that is important what the team's perception is mm-hmm. on that interaction. You also don't want to go the other way where they say, oh, well, this person gets away with everything. Right. So, like, yes, there needs to be a plan of not necessarily consequence, but of moving ahead. Right. But I'll, I'll use a very extreme example, um, and you're very familiar with it because it kind of engulfed my life for several months. <laughs> but there was a handful of soldiers in a unit that I was in that mm-hmm. no longer exists. It's been, you know, 
Right. They reflagged and moved elsewhere. I won't get into too many details uh, to protect the completely guilty, but <laughs> there was there was a group of How soldiers kind of you. <laughs> who, at the time in Washington mm-hmm. State, this really nonsensical drug called spice right. was legal. Right. It was you could buy it at convenience stores. Mm-hmm. It's terrible for you. Yes. Like destroys your kidneys. Bad for you. Right. Uh, became the drug of choice for a lot of soldiers right. and then the, you know that led them to doing a lot of ecstasy and so yeah. lots of spice lots of ecstasy right. um, that was just kind of their thing and there were drug dealing and stealing and lots of right. criminality happening right one of these soldiers in particular was just he was problematic mm-hmm. from the word go like we had we knew he had stolen stuff from people we knew he was on drugs he had failed I don't know how many urinalysis <laughs> Yeah. Um, so, in yeah. the grand scope of the unit, he is a dirtbag. Right. He sucks. He's not even my responsibility no. at this point. <laughs> but I see this kid, and he's stuck in this loop. Right. right. He's stuck in this loop of using and getting in trouble and using and getting in trouble and stealing to support his habit and using and getting right. in trouble. And I just thought one day, I was like, let's come have a conversation, dude. Yeah. Like, I was one of the most senior leaders in the unit at that time. And so, I pulled him aside, and I was like, what, what the hell are you doing, dude? Right. And he just opened up. I, was, I may have been the first person that ever asked him what the right. hell was going on in his world. I mean, the thing is, though, is just that specific thing. There, in every place you walk up to, people go, "Hey, how you doing?" Nobody really wants to know how you're doing. When right. you genuinely ask somebody, "How are you?" Why, why is this happening? You will be shocked at the answers people will give you who, that are they are willing to just let come pouring out. Right. People are desperate. <laughs> and this kid had a lot of baggage that yes. he was dealing with. Um, and I remember we made a deal in my office that day. Mm-hmm. And I won't say that things were perfect with him after that. Right. He didn't become, you know, the next sergeant major of the Army. Um, he continued to struggle with addiction issues and substance abuse. But he had me there. He knew he could trust me. Right. And I will tell you that any time I needed something done, mm-hmm. I could yell his name from across the battalion, <laughs> and he would come screaming. Yeah, and he would right next to you. His face off for yeah. me until we were done. Right. And I had other NCOs come to me and go, right. "How the hell have you gotten this kid to work?" Right. And I remember watching him blatantly disrespect peers, right. blatantly disrespect <laughs> other senior non-commissioned officers, right. and I would ask him, "Why do you do that?" to them but you don't do that to me and I swear to God he goes because I trust you because you care right it makes a it's huge that simple. difference it makes a huge difference so ultimately did he end up getting separated sure right um, did we have a lot of conversations about how he can succeed once he gets out you bet we did right did I do everything to make sure he was successful while I was there yes and did it pay off for me sure right right I mean the thing but the, and that's what I mean when it doesn't have to be traumatic as a leader, you have the ability to give someone the gift of life. Right. And, it, and it, a life that they love. It came to a point where, you know, he was using to stay in. Right. Because he knew we would give him another year analysis, that he would ultimately fail, and then everything would start over. At one point, we had a conversation. I had to talk to my commander, too. I was like, hey, stop. Right. Stop with the trouble. Let him go. Yeah. Right. Right. Stop with the systems and the processes and, and so just we're just going to have to cut the cord. The agony of letting go. Yeah. 
And the thing is, is in those situations, it is agony because you, you do, you see that this person has potential. You see that right. they have the desire to succeed. It's just getting them out of that loop, like you're talking about. And this kid was super about. smart. Yeah. Super smart, like smart enough to keep on pissing right. hot to, right. to stay in the army. Right to figure out. I mean, the he system. was he was gaming someone. Who I know is an intelligent man. Right. Like, I won't say his name either. But right. he's a smart guy. Yeah. And this kid was straight working him. Yeah. So, <laughs> right. on purpose. Yeah. Anyway, so the point is, the team and the individual are what are important. Not your ego. Not your love for what you're doing. Right. Try and line up their will with your will, at least temporarily, to get them to where they need to be. Yes. And make sure your team sees that not only is there accountability, but there's fairness in how right. you approach it. Right. Right. I mean, that is such a good point right there, too, because I think when the rest of the team sees that conversation happen, the person in the office, and they walk out, and it's not all head-hung, right. collecting their things to go, and, you know, they walk out with a whole fresh perspective, with their head up, like, okay, now I'm going to conquer. Right. And so, I, when the team knows... That even if you mess up, you're gonna. You're, there's a way to reinvigorate it. There's a way to figure it out, and and there is moving forward. Right. And look, last point I'll make about that because there's going to be some conversation amongst the team after when they see that. Yes. This isn't your chance to give a halftime speech. And be like, I just talked to Jim. Nope. No. Shut up. Right. Not their business. Not their business. If Jim wants to share, cool. Right. But if anyone says, what happened in there? We had a conversation. Everything's going to buff out just fine. That's right. it. Right. That's it. Everybody's taken care of. Team is intact. Right. And your next task is this. Yeah. <laughs> you know? That's it. Right. Yeah. Yep. Take yourself out of it. Care about your people on both sides. Right. On their way in the door, on their way, you know, out the door and everything in between. That's yep. your job as a leader. Yep. All right. Any, any final thoughts? <laughs> Even though letting go is hard, sometimes it is the greatest legacy you will leave of person yep because at the end of the day you don't want to be the thing that kept them stuck right you don't want to be the reason they didn't right that perpetual stumbling block and they spent their entire life doing something they didn't love right yep help help them live a more successful fulfilled life whether it's with you or not yes all right well that is it we'll talk to you guys (laughs) next time bye all right folks there you have it I know what you're thinking. That was not a fun topic to discuss. Why is there so much levity in your voice? Well, I'll tell you, I just butchered this outro and I'm going to spare you what it sounded like. And I'm going to own it right now. I said the word successing. Okay. That's not a word. Um, But what I was getting at when I said successing like an idiot was that this isn't about your ego. This is about the team and the individual succeeding, not successing. Um, So keep that in mind when you're dealing with this uncomfortable topic. And I hope this gave you a little fresh perspective on how to look at the situation as it unfolds and how to deal with it once you're in the mix. So anyway, that was that. Hope you guys enjoyed it and I will talk to you next time.